You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Now I lay me down to cheat On the woman I love so And if I die between these sheets I pray to God she'll never know She's the best thing in his life. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the George W. Bush podcast of... Du jour. Uh, du jour. <laughs> One of many, apparently. Uh, everybody, we sorry, we, right before we went to air, we were reading the, the breaking headline that George W. Bush uh, brought pizzas to the Secret Service who are currently furloughed from uh, uh, pres- uh, President Trump's My George actual Her- insanity. My George Herbert Walker Bush podcast just ended. Uh, GH Dubs? <laughs> yeah. There's, uh, look, like, with his life. As... Twenty years from now, there's going to be the creepiest shit coming out on my dude. On him? On him? Head of the G-dub? head of the CIA? Are you kidding? I know. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you meant just like some. No, no, no. Like he got he had some. Did he have sexual shit? Yeah, GHW? He, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was late in life grabber. Like a handsy oh, old man. Um, like in in the chair. Young women grab and like. <laughs> and everyone else like funny. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what's insane uh, is that that just bummed me out because. This fucking dude who would, in my world, qualify as a war criminal, Mm -hmm. I had a warm feeling about for half an hour. (laughs) Well, his son and him. Let's be realistic. There has never been a third act turn. Like this. Oh, yeah, where, where now suddenly you seem... Like, you're not so bad. You're not yeah, Trump. It's all, that's yeah. right. Jesus. This is... That this dude is, was hated, not right. on a Trumpian level, but pretty fucking close. And now people are like, but him and Michelle share candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, that... Yeah, I mean... Look, yeah, I know. That's yeah. It shows you how that. much times have changed that back then it was kind of like, we don't agree on some policy stuff, yep. but we could be cool. Yep. Now it's like... Given my, if I had the chance, like yeah. Nancy Pelosi would definitely like kill Trump yeah. and vice versa. <laughs> like if it was like sanctioned, yeah. they, these motherfuckers would actually like they hate each other with that ex- to that. Twenty years from now, they're not going to be both at like a funeral for somebody. No, they're gonna they're gonna oh it, I, are, are they're on the list? Like if these people are don't at sit this them event, near each other. I'm not going. Yes. See, I I don't know because these people are such career politicians that they will break bread with anybody. So I feel uh, like this maybe. dude's not man. a thing that I've seen recently that has kind of uh, that has uh, so the R. Kelly things in the ether, yeah. right? And there's all of these people that are hammering him who then have to say, Peter Rosenberg, I'm thinking of you, yeah. who then have to say, you know, I did do an interview with him a couple oh. years ago. And it's like, Peter Rosenberg, it's, I'm not saying that you have to maintain the same energy, the same, the same. He would tell you keep that energy. Right. Yeah. But I'm not saying you have to keep the same thought your whole life. Yeah. But like. Nothing's my, changed in the last. Nothing's changed. No. Nothing's we knew changed. about this shit 15 years ago. Right. So like either. But I feel like that's a lot of people because even like Gaga got cut out there. Yes. yes. You, yo, you do a song with a dude that the lyrics are like, do what you want with my body. So, so like, you can't act true. shot. Chappelle was making fun of this yeah. dude in 2002. So what, yeah. she's, what, what she said about it, I, I both liked and did not like. Uh-huh. She said, look, I was at a point in my career where I was intentionally being provocative. Right? Yes. And so yeah. that's a thing that I buy. But then she put it on. Yeah, wear a meat dress. Don't she, fucking yeah. she put play it, with a pedophile. She put it on her own uh, sexual abuse. 
Now, oh, I, now she, why is she twisting it? Here's yeah, the you thing. can't wait. What do you say? Again? Right. So here's the thing is I don't know a thing about that. And largely it's none of my business. I just do know that like Lady Gaga, that's a hard read because now it feels like you're deflecting using a very personal thing that like we can't. Like I, you have to I, I, it I, yeah, as the reason, and I don't know right. how to process what you're saying, except that you did something that we're taking issue with. I just don't know if that's the way, way to go. Whatever. At any rate, uh, yeah, Peter Rosenberg is on my shit list mm. because it's like yeah, my Dude's dude, my dude, come on. Come on. So, he did give us a Jace. I'm Patrick. He did. I'm Bob, and I'm Tom. Uh, Welcome to your favorite hardcore podcast. Probably won't talk about R. Kelly or either of the Bushes. Movie Maybe who knows? For the rest of this episode, this is going to be an interesting episode because uh, we're we're as always on the fly. This one, often when we record, mm. we record record in large chunks. Sometimes just because I, I live an hour and a half away, so it's nice to get a few in when I come up. Also, sometimes you go on tour. Mm. And, you know, when's that stopping? I don't know. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. I, no, is, I, it, I, is it all based on Patreon? Uh, is what? The your touring. Like if we get the Patreon at a level oh, that yeah. like you take we take away one of your jobs. Uh, here's the problem. Don't I, say that. There might be drug church fans in the Patreon who are like, oh fuck, fuck I can't stop no, the touring. Too, yeah. Here's the problem. I, I I weirdly I had to talk to some business people the other day about music, and I was like, yeah, it's weird. I still really like it. Like yeah, I, I like I like playing music live. I like uh, touring. Interestingly, uh, so this is a rambler. I'll ramble. Yeah. Uh, spoke to Jeremy from Touche the other day, and uh, we were talking about touring. Uh, some of the frustrations, you know. Sure. And uh, frustration incorporated. Frustration. Uh, I won't even do it. So uh, can you sing that part? Uh, Try. Frustration, frustration no, I, see, I wouldn't have, I, I totally Dave forgot Perner. that it, I know just what you I totally forgot that it went high there I Dave Perner totally is forgot. rotating in his grave right now mm. um, I don't even know if he's dead He's not but Minneapolis <laughs> They're still playing They played, Dude, they they played recently Soul Asylum mm. They had three hits Three solid hits And then the rec- that record has some, some tracks Grave Dancers Union You could, you could fuck yeah. around to that But alright Run away rate, train we were talking about uh, touring somebody stuff. Somebody to shove? Are you and kidding me? Somebody shoves good. Dude, uh, that should be a drug church cover. Oh shit, that's a good. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've done. That's lemon, on your punko's nineties. It's 90s. punky enough yeah. that you could do it. We've done a Lemonheads one. That then somebody told me American Nightmare did the same one. Mm, good job. Mm. American Nightmare covered a Lemonheads song. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, they did an Archers of Love song. Mm. They did that too. I, didn't I think they did a Lemonheads song. So it's actually a Lemonheads cover of a of a Manson song. Oh, and it's a it's a brilliant it's a brilliant iteration of that. I mean, Evan Dando can do no wrong. Yeah, but, that's uh, uh, but both both the uh, Lemonheads interesting third act. I think. Love the Lemonheads had a real resurgence over the last five True. years. I'd say okay, both the Manson song and the Lemonhead song, perfect. Anyway, the you Jeremy talking tour. Oh, okay, tour. we're talking incorporated. Yeah, we're talking we're talking uh, uh, about all that shit, and he was like, I was saying, yeah, I kind of just want to just know what it is. Either send me out for eight months and let's make that what it is or, or uh, let's... Or if you're a weekend warrior, then yeah. let it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's peel back to like... Because I love studio stuff. I really do. And that I would be fulfilled just, just recording. Just records. recording. But let's figure out what we want to do here for for both bands. Like I'm, I'm at a weird place where I'm very happy with my life. We can mm-hmm. like, we can do either one and both of those things sound very appealing to me, you know? And he said you're willing to be out for eight months. <laughs> and I was that like, sounds brutal. and I was like, 
you lived, you didn't have a home. You know what I mean? You were yeah. out, you were out for 10, you know yeah. what I mean? And, but him and I are in the same place where it's like, if, if that is the direction, then let's just, let's do it. You know oh, what I mean? Boy. Like, it, oh, it, I mean, the thing is, if you, there's not other than Amelia, there's no tether for you because you could work on the road. Yes. Now that I mean, it does constrict it. Uh, you got to repl- you got to replace. We just record. The- we just are like okay, one weekend a month we fly in to wherever he's at. <laughs> yeah, you like a, you'll be like the marine, you know, like for one weekend a month, twelve months. <laughs> Yo, a year. we're the we're <laughs> you're we're the GI like, Bill. No, we're the we're the mistress, the guma. Oh, who, who the artist flies in? He's like oh. I got I got Tom and Bob flying into Chicago and Milwaukee this weekend. <laughs> this Spend twelve in hours. In, I'm twelve to sleep hours in a goddamn hotel. Uh, yeah. If I'm flying out to meet if we're you guys, flying out, drug do... church is paying for those goddamn hotels. All right, we'll get the. Uh, Yo, you got that the, pure noise? The, 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 the Motel hot, Six Saver or whatever. The, Yo, we gonna do, We should do. A, do we do a fucking punk rock bowling? <sighs> Everybody's threatening to come out for that weekend because it looks s- fun. Can you get does it? Does it look fun to no, you? No, terrible. I mean, there's three Line bands that are exciting for me, but like, who it, runs or, Vegas who runs is the fun. Drug Church Instagram. I have no idea because I take umbrage that they mentioned that you guys are playing with the Refused and fucked up and don't mention the Descendants. The fuck is wrong with you? I don't know. If we got a Descendants fan in the band. Yeah, but they're headlining your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <coughs> um, you refused. Like, is the special? Is the specials playing the next day? That would be no, my. No, I think they're the other day. Yeah, yeah that, but that would be my pick. I'd say the specials are playing this fucking fest. You should all come. Yeah, but they're not on your day. Is it outside? No. Yeah, right. It was pre. Last, yeah, you're well, on the played you're, two years ago, I think. Yeah, your midday second stage. Have I told you about the impact of that uh, festival for us? No. Every show on that drug church tour, primarily on in the interior, but oh, uh, we had but people coming up. People, there would be a forty to fifty year old guy that looks like he works with his hands who who would come up uh, and say that he saw us at punk rock bowling. Uh, that he was that he spends that weekend uh, totally out of his mind on cocaine and loses his car or his shoes or whatever, and it's the one weekend a year that him and his wife really fucking cut loose. And uh, that like, could have gone anywhere, right there. And they, they yeah, and they get they really <laughs> him and his wife swing. Yeah. but they got it's when we really fuck. It, but that's the thing, people. That's the crowd for punk rock bowling that I would expect <laughs> fuckers. I would expect fuckers that I would expect not to necessarily love Bye, drug church, but mm. they. It's an amazing. So people at home, if you think that there's a festival that doesn't matter for your band. In a small, in whatever small way, it does. really does. Yeah. So you know who's headlining your stage? Today? Tell me. <coughs> Want me to give you the lineup? Yeah, let's hear it. So uh, it's the the highs is opening on your stage. Auxilio, Auxilio, okay. the Drowns, mm. Grade Two. Mm, I don't like Grade Two. That's so not, a not great, Canadian. It's not a great. I name. wish it was. I wish it literally was Grade came back and like we're not going to do a reunion. This is Grade, grade Two point oh. T-O-O. Yeah, like, I like that. They should oh, do that's that. great. Drug Church. Mm. Mm. The Coat Hangers. Okay. Provocative. I like it. Yeah. Sloppy Seconds. Mm. Also provocative. Yeah. Uh, Who's headlining your stage? You'd be so psyched. I I'm guessing because of the smile that it is fucked up. No. No. Their main stage. Their main stage, oh, boy. Yeah. Street dogs. My bad. I thought they could, they would headline. They, I mean, they would be they a natural would. headliner in a second stage, right? Uh, but they very are, much. But they're on your the headliner is Street dogs. Hardcore Street Dogs. I don't. Dude from Dropkick uh, Murphys. Dropkick Murphys, right? Okay. Main support. Main, main stage. We got Total Massacre. Mm-hmm. No idea what that is. Nope. The Darts. No, sorry. The Willingtons. Okay, that Miller. one I know. The yeah. Adolescents. Yep. Yeah. Weird. Fucked up. The Vandals. I didn't know the adolescents were still playing. No, d- without Steve's head. Yeah, feels weird. The Vandals. Uh, okay. Refused. Okay. Quick That's question. Nice. Refused over the Vandals. Quick question. 
Are the Vandals any good? <coughs> no. I can't say. <laughs> I can't say with any certainty. So remember when the drummer became the biggest deal in the world? Yes. Uh, and he was drumming for everybody else. Yep. So, so Josh pe- Freeze. J- Josh Freeze. Thank yes. you. So uh, then people revisited the Vandals. Mm-hmm. And no. I don't recall, you know, and I'm a dwarves guy. Uh, there's certain there's a couple dwarves records. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There's a couple. Well, isn't a Vandals guy also runs like side one dummy. Isn't that his label? Uh, maybe the other guy, the, the other one, guy, the yeah. one guy in it, the yes, one guy that was responsible right. for side one dummy, uh, was, uh, the fellow that was in fuck, uh, wax and 21 jacks and, uh, gutter mouth. uh, fuck it. Really nice guy. The one dude, Joe Sib. Re- Joe Sib is a really nice guy. I thought Joe Sib had something to do with, Vandals, but maybe it was just he did. Uh, nah, I don't know. Both dudes aside, one for people that I've just sat with on a one-off and like enjoyed their picnic table at their place. Cool as fuck, dudes. So, do we do our sponsors or do we keep rambling? Let's do sponsors. Uh, Triple B Records. Go to triplebrecords.limitedrun.com. Enter the code Axe to Grind. You use the letters to put the word together: A X E T O G R I N D. Hopefully, we have some entries into our jingle a thon. Is this our audience now? We have to explain that letters make the thing. Is, is <laughs> we we spell it out wasn't uh, fundamentally okay. Right. You know, we, we're just bringing it down a little bit more. Uh, well, I mean, knowing how Pat spelled it out, maybe we need to Jesus actually. Jesus Christ, that might be. That might double up the usage. Am we want I, people am to I use it. Dumb. This. That is no. a spelling of. That is a, a it's spelling an alternate of acts, spelling. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's not like. It but no. I mean, you 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 upload this every every week. I do. <laughs> It's true. You know what I mean? Like, if it was, if you were like the first time you were hearing it, you're like, do you go AX or AXE? No, that's true. a whole, that's you know. True. I know, that's a valid point. I mean, you, yeah. Uh, Sam is consistently doing cool stuff. Uh, by the time you hear this, but not by the time we've recorded, and I don't know it'll be out there, a lot of cool stuff are co- is coming this year. What we always say is this is a good time to go check back out old catalog stuff. Last year, oh, he's got the Abuse of Power record coming this year. Uh, very soon they are either finishing up in the studio or hitting the studio mm-hmm. right now whatever whatever <coughs> go back and check out that EP uh, I don't think I don't think it gets a lot of love like it should they play all the time yeah. I think there's people who ride for it for sure but I think it's going to be I think they're going to level up this year uh-huh. as long as this LP delivers on the promise of what this EP was. So go check that EP out. It came out not last year, but 2017. I love a level up. Yeah. It gets me excited. Level up's great. We're seeing a lot more of it. And that's it's like when you get the mushroom in Mario Brothers. Yeah. And that's get what big. we're seeing from listeners like you mm. from giving support. So you're going to go to triplebrecords.com, enter the promo code. Axe to grind. And we already went through that. So. <laughs> But I just want to reaffirm it and let people yeah, know. Sure. Uh, also, another wonderful supporter of ours who recently re-upped with us. Damn. Death Wish Inc. Mm. They said eleven records with Patrick. Now let's tr- let's try to get right. Let's let's keep going. You know what? <laughs> this this one Axel Grind seems like a winner. Let's do that. We're gonna do that. Um, so for this episode, I'm. <laughs> Whoa! Bam. You're going to go, what's the website? Oh, Deathwishinc.com. Yeah, that's And right. you're going to enter a promotional code. Axe to grind. And you do that however you like, maybe text to speed. Like, try that if it doesn't work. And then just make sure that the, your, your Magellan or whatever the fuck it is doesn't Axe spell to like grind, that. you need an E. Yeah, you need an E. There's yes. only one E, but you need one. Uh, I am going to recommend the Self-Defense Family record, Try Me. Uh, mm. I think it's a great record. 
I think that Caroline's vocals <coughs> on it. What's the uh, Mistress Appears? Yeah, Mistress you write those Pierce lyrics? Yes. Very good. Thank you. Really good. You should work with. Thank you. you should work with Caroline again. <laughs> what's she doing God now? She's it. just having. A, she had a kid or something. Right? She had a kid. She she's a uh, an entrepreneur. She owns a store uh, in upstate New York that does like um, uh, like. Small goods? Yeah. Is that what they call it? Like when you do cute shit? Yeah, small handmade goods, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, Does that have a punny name? Because I feel like every store in upstate New York has a punny name. Like, I've been framed. The frame store. You know what? It might. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a Vegas thing. Do we start a bowling store called Balbany? Not bad. Not bad. Latham Bowl, I still love you. So go wow. to deathwishink.com, enter the promo code Axe Grind. You need an E. Ten percent. Spell off. it out. Yeah. Fuck you if you don't like it. Spell it out. Yeah, it's our serious. fucking catchphrase. Back to it. We're gonna. This is. It's. You could call it a rambler. We do a lot of this kind of stuff on Patreon. People say it's our Joker. best material. I'm a midnight toker. But this is also what I'm going to call a between the episodes. We record. We take between breaks, ferns. and we chat and it's like i'm i usually i'm like we should just be recording right now because this is all gold um, yeah this is like all the stuff we talk about between episodes that won't get us in trouble yeah we should yeah the stuff we talk about that will get us in trouble we should record and then just bleep but i'm you've That'd proven to be a very hope. good editor you do a great job editing Thanks. yeah and i know it's a lot of work actually but I do get worried like if we did one of those where we really let loose we'd have to go right back to it and be like there there, I know. There, I just kind I know. of point out every single time. I know, and that's not fair. That That'd would be, be a lot of work. People would be so pissed if they're like, "Yo, I can't believe beep did fucking." And then that fucking the dudes from beep, I was talking oh. to this guy, and he told me how much asked for this. Yeah. I want to go in a different direction. Okay, a new direction. You guys just sang some Steve Miller. Yes. So. I know Steve Miller's greatest hits. Like I was waiting for. I know Steve Miller. I, like I know family Steve lives in uh, <laughs> Gilderland. So closest I ever got was uh, three hundred yards away at SPAC. Uh, f- for people at home, uh, were you revved up like a douche? Uh, <laughs> for people at home, SPAC. Another it, Roman. I urge you all to try to break into SPAC. And Saratoga I, performing arts. Yes, fun. I, to breaking in, yeah. Breaking in is honestly more fun than any. I went and saw yes. the Red Hot fucking Chili Peppers there. You oh, know breaking what? in as there's a concert happening. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like after hours break in. No, no, no. I don't know anything about that. But I, I, I breaking into the grounds to watch a show. Are you really breaking in? Is an uh, so it used to be now, break in, sneak in, whatever it is. See now, I don't know if this is. <clears throat> Give I, us like the fucking you know. Lay the have I yeah. ever told you about watching people die and all that? No. Okay. Watch so people die. So breaking into SPAC Lee was really on one that night What the fuck <laughs> Breaking into SPAC For people at home SPAC is the Performing Arts Center In Saratoga Saratoga uh, Has two identities It is uh, The very, rich people that go watch horses Yes Right And then everybody else <laughs> And yeah. the locals who are kind of uh, Both indebted to the the, the horse racing people And also kind of bitter uh, Now uh, Bitter every, horse is a good band name Bitter horse Now Breaking into SPAC is a rite of passage if you're from upstate New York. It's okay. a thing that you got to do. So <clears throat> the way it used to work, maybe you've seen this at certain festivals, etc. You send one guy to be the rabbit. He, he gets the security to chase him mm-hmm. and then 30 people storm the fence. Now, the reason you needed to do this back in the day, I don't. this is a legal disclaimer. I don't know how SPAC does business in 2019. SPAC. Respect. Re- Look for, forward to being a sponsor. 
Spat, the, get at me. The the security guards Spat used me. to beat your ass when they caught you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean straight, yeah. straight up over your head, punch you in yeah. the back of the in your back. Like hockey fight. Hockey yes, fight yes. Yep. So that used to be the thing. So it used to actually matter if you got caught. You know what I mean? So the rabbit was a that was a brave or very drunk yeah. individual, yeah. right? But that was one way. The other way was to. And you know, because I'm a coward, so so I would kind of skulk around, and and then like honestly, solid snake style, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) wait. You're thin enough that you could squeeze between like a fence. I can squeeze under a fence, and if I hop a fence, it doesn't like do that. No, there's no noise. It's like the wind, right? So you're like snake eyes. But there's another approach. There's another approach, or used to be, where there is a concrete bridge and there is a a gulch. Right, yeah. uh, where, and it. Do you remember Temple of Doom? Yes. Where there's that scene where there's a, like a harsh uh, mountainside sort of thing, and people are just falling backwards into nothingness, and it's using that composite screen stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. So at its greatest fall, you're probably falling. You know, twenty five feet, right? Th- yeah, thirty that's feet. A fall. Yeah. It, it, it'll break your ass, and. This was, I want to say, it took place in the rain, and I got in an altercation with a security guard at Price Chopper after Chopper afterwards. Uh, I want to say that it, a cop showed up. It was, yeah. it, uh, it was, it was when the whole I, thing. Is when I went full ACAB. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But, but <laughs> the start of war, war profit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the fucking aisle of Price Chopper. And it's me doing my like, like fucking 17 year old I'm gonna need your badge number and getting getting called getting, <laughs> call, getting called an F I need to talk to your flight. manager right uh, so where we're oh so gulch. we're climbing up the gulch right and so you're doing that so that you can get to the other side of this concrete bridge and if you can get up right there mm-hmm. you can kind of sneak right in, in right in in a way that it seems pretty organic yes but it's raining and so we're all covered in mud all these idiots that have chosen it myself included it's like halfway between the end of Shawshank Redemption and an Indiana Jones exactly yeah. it's and, like Woodstock 94 yes with, yeah. and I watch yes. the guy next to me <clears throat> fall uh, slip fall backwards into pure darkness oh, <laughs> Indiana Jones yeah. style gone. he's gone like, he's gone <laughs> he's gone I haven't seen him movie yet. he's gone he's dead I uh, miss Eddie now but is this your boy or just no uh, just a, like another just, guy doing another your shit it's, it's just the camaraderie of thieves it's just yes. people trying to break into the thing thieves like, go you know what I mean thieves wow. go but in the rain, the rocks that you would naturally use to put your hands on Come just slide right out of yep. the fucking terrain. Oh, so you, oh yeah. So this guy grabs a rock. And it goes. It goes. Probably lands right on his face after he falls 20. And, Did but, he die? I don't know. He went into darkness. That's that, it. He's gone. He's just gone. Like, yeah. you don't know what happened there. Yeah. yeah. Like, what show is this and was it worth dying? So I'm pretty sure that was Fishbone opening for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. And I went for I Fishbone. Maybe, I, uh, I, I but missed them and just saw the, like, the last song and then had to sit through like fucking Chili Red Hot Peppers, Chili Peppers. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the f- point is Steve Miller band. I know the greatest hits record, like yes. the back of my hand. Yes. Big in my high school for people at home. That, if you so went to high school in the nineties, big in your high big, school, big, big, was that like a five song EP? No, no, no. Oh, God. 26 songs. Maybe it's, it's like, the, it's like minor threat. Does he have that many hits? He has a greatest hits of at least 15 that are fucking hits. Bangers. Yeah. Bangers. Really? Top to bottom. Yes. Did but, your black train Jack covered the Joker? Oh, no, that'd be Very cool. Good. I haven't heard that. But there's early material from Steve Miller that I have no connection to or familiarity with, right? And he has a song, uh, Never Kill Another Man. Oh, interesting. That, that is his crust period and is so <laughs> fucking good. He's rolling with good. Cat Stevens and getting weird. It's just him, like, at the end of it is him just repeating, 
if I can make it through this life, if I can make it through this life, if I can make it, if I can make it, I'll never kill another man. And it's just... I think that's a His Hero's Gone piece. That's what I'm saying. Oh, God, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. This is like... And how you like how they have the tags at the end. He, yes. he definitely goes, I'll never kill another man. Yeah, really. <laughs> so anyway, everybody should check this off. Uh, ch- check this out. It's uh, when you're trying to break into illegally into a concert. Yes. Yo. Okay. So that's bad life advice, but it's so good. Break into a concert. Sneak into a concert when you're a teenager. That is, it is a life experience that's like none other. If you were listening to this, because I don't know, we have some teen fans. If you're under the age 25, make up for that lost time. If you're over the age of 25, you missed out. And just lie and pretend you did. Because yeah, fuck, and don't sneak into so hardcore shows. Pay for those. Now, Warp yeah, Tour. Warp Tour. The only reason I went was to sneak in because it was so fun. It right. Was so fun. Holy shit! It was fun. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're gonna ramble. What we're gonna start with first, though, because I think we're all getting a little loopy. We need some. We need to spike our blood sugar. What do you got? Well, uh, I have some limited edition Oreos. The most stuff. Uh. <sighs> Most cream. So, how do we feel about these? Ever. A lot of people. There was a lot of purists coming out of the woodwork about Oreo, saying we just need regular, good old classic Oreos, no double stuff, no Oreo thins, no minis. Then I had people who were riding for all sides. Most people were very intrigued by this because I think most people. We had a, a poll that put it about sixty-five percent went in for most stuff. Let's do the unveiling and talk about it. Okay. Describe what you're seeing, Patrick, because Tom actually looked before. I cheated. He cheated. All right. I'm opening the bag now. Okay. Add some more. Um, Okay. Uh, They they look like my mother's refrigerator cookies. Have you ever had refrigerator cookies? No. Uh, They're a thin wafer, and then I guess you kind of like freeze the whipped cream. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, These are scooter pies. Scooter pies. Okay. Right? They don't look like those like... Black, uh, what are they called? I don't know. Black and white pies? cookies? Mud pie? Moon, Moon pies, pies, maybe. Yeah. Is that what they are? You get like vegan whoopie ones? Pies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoopie pies. pies. That's whoopie pies. Look a little bit like that. I'd say it's not quite three portions of cream, but at least two. Yeah, it's probably like three. A little bulgy, like it's unnatural. <laughs> But I, I think what do we got? Amelia stole stole one. She had one. Okay. She I so think her comment was this is day. just diabetes in a box. I think we're getting one, two, three, four, five, six. About eighteen cookies in here. Mm. Jesus. I wonder what the serving size is. Half. Half, yeah, half a, a bite. Serving size, one cookie. What, what uh, well, that's what we're doing. We can choose to do more. I probably will have more than one because I'm actually kind of hungry right now. But one cookie. Who eats one Oreo at a time? Um, now, how would you eat? The, do you go one, blah, or do you unscrew and do the blah? I think we all. I never do ahead. the blah. No. All right, I'll take one of these shits. I don't have any interest in this. I hate this, by the oh, way. Well, these you do like Oreos. I do. You just hate gluttony. I, <laughs> Part no. of the reason we got it was based on your. Uh, yeah, you're good. These are all vegan. Yeah. yeah. Um, based on your desire for Oreos, but non-desire for the packaging. So. You know what's crazy is I got the. Uh, I did the unscrew. You did the I unscrew. Just, I did the unscrew naturally. Wow. It just came. Well, it's kind of good, though. Mm. It is pretty good. Yeah. I wish we had the... Cream doesn't taste different. No. I don't know if I could do more than one. One is the move. Maybe two if I had, if I had like, some... I'm, like, halfway through, and I can feel my my blood sugar spiking. 
I just don't like what it makes my teeth feel like. Mm. Mm. I might oh. fucking. Oh. I might Hawaiian punch man right through this fucking wall. Oh. I actually like it I knowing I have this as a balance at the end. This is going to kind of, the other side of the cookie is going to help clear it out for me. Mm. Um, yeah, most cream ever. I This is the most cream I've ever seen on an Oreo. Yeah. I would like to see these next to the double stuff to see how um, much more. Mm, I mean, this more. This feels this is like more. more for sure. I wonder what the mega stuff is. The mega stuff theoretically should between, be between double and this. But how could it be? I mean, I guess that... Double would be like obviously two, right? This feels it's like three. Stuff? This feels like three. So yeah. is mega stuff two and a half? I want to know the Oreo formula. Are you mad at this? I'm not mad. Uh, Are you disappointed <clears throat> in humanity at this? No, I don't. My feelings aren't that strong. Uh, I I, do, my, I just ate one and I physically don't feel good anymore. Uh, so that's a problem. But <laughs> but. No, I'm not mad. Uh, I feel like I gotta brush my teeth and uh, maybe juice cleanse, you know. But it's all right. Yeah, I don't know what I think. I'm not mad at it. No, he's. I mean, these are not like it's just more shit. It's just more. It's I think the most. I think my opinion is one feels like the appropriate serving size. Maybe you could go two. Yeah, I might go two just because two. Yeah, I'm a little, yeah, I need breakfast. You take. You do the twist off. Yeah, I have to. Having the second cookie, the, the, the lid, per se, uh, really helped. Because afterwards, now... Cleanse the palate. Yeah, it's not... I don't feel that cream all over. Though I'm sure it's all over my teeth. Yeah, We're going to call... There's a film in my face now. Mm, you need to go wash your face? <clears throat> we are going to call a man who responded to us doing a Twitter poll about this. He had some strong feelings about Oreos, my dudes. Okay, all right. I believe his name is... Let's look at his name. You Jeremy? know what's crazy? 2019. Jeremy. I'm not even mad at a dude because at least... I feel like so many of our strong feelings are on the same exact topics and we're burning ourselves out. Right. And, and, and someone that's like, I have a fucking take on Oreos. Like, yeah. Right. I'm Go so with, happy about let's it. Let's hear it. All right. We're calling Jeremy, who is in the 330. Where is that? 330. Eight, I'm not sure. We'll find out. I think it might be Ohio. A weird alien noise. Oh, this is Jeremy speaking. Hey, Jeremy. This is Bob. Tom. Hey, Bob. Patrick. Hey, Bob. Tom, Patrick. How's it, how's it going? Uh, we're not trying to dox you. Are you from Akron, Canton, Youngstown, or Warren? I'm from Akron. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, home of the Mad Ants. And home of yeah. LeBron. <laughs> home of LeBron. Home of rubber. You know, all that good stuff. Rubber. Wait, you guys claim rubber? No, nah, man, uh, the tire industry started here. Like, no uh, shit. Here, uh, mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. Rubber City. Wow, Rubber City. City. Yeah, they're still, they're still here. Uh, how, it's not as much like industry, obviously. How big a deal... How old are you? Uh, 28. How big a deal is LeBron James? Uh, he's pretty big, man. He's like <laughs> in a new school. Uh, yeah. Pretty close to downtown. Like, I mean, he, he's, he's a big deal. We still love him here. Even though he's decided uh, to take his talents west. <laughs> I know I'm with it I'm alright with it I think people who aren't appreciating LeBron you know he's a pretty swell fella um, yeah yeah the first time it was just the way he did it but now it's like you know it's like yeah we get it man you brought a championship everybody's pretty everybody pretty okay with it being from Akron how do you feel about o- Cleveland in general I love Cleveland I mean I, I go up to Cleveland for a lot of shows there's a uh, some good venues out there obviously some great bands have come out of Cleveland home of rock and roll and all that good stuff too so 
Um, yeah, I mean, we're I'm about 40 minutes south of there, like 45. Um, all right. And uh, so, yeah, we, I'm up in Cleveland all the time. All right, I'm with that. All right, so we're calling you today <laughs> because you got very impassioned about Oreos. And we decided that is a take we are all in on. We just tried. We just tried the most stuff. Oh man, how'd it go? Um, I mean, not, how how did it go, guys? It's you know, I'm nonplussed. Yeah, uh, I'm not mad. I'm also not very happy. I thought it was fine. I, you know, uh, this will be this will probably be the only uh, package of most stuff I'll ever buy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they know that going into it? Like, I think that we're just going for it. What do you think, Jeremy? So, like, I just think that the original's perfect. I think it's the right ratio. And I, look, I'm, this is really funny because I've had this argument like many times. I got when that uh, most stuff came out. I have a friend who lives out in like Iowa. Shot me a picture of it, and he was like, "I'm mad at you right now." I'm like, "I'm this. Like, this is not okay." So, um, no, it's like, here's the thing. I like the original of things. I okay. think the original, like like a good New York slice of pizza, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. The, an amazing vanilla ice cream is yeah. better than any Snickers stuffed ice cream. Mm-hmm. Oreo, I just think Oreo had it right. Okay. And it won't stop, man. It's like they had a meeting and they brought all their employees in and they were like, all right, guys, we need some flavor ideas. And the first ones were fine. They were like, how about peanut butter right whatever, right right like, like it was it was like all right this is this is unique let's let's give it a swirl sure yeah yeah like okay we'll do this we need some and then at some point it just lost all reason like they did a swedish fish one did you know about this no they it, did a swedish fish yeah they did stuff google it it'll yeah. blow your mind and make you a little little angry <laughs> like why are you doing that it's so unnecessary they have one that's uh, my wife loves it and it's fine it, it, but it's 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 white fudge covered, and it's like a thinner Oreo inside. Oh. They're just—they're just saying yes to every idea that yeah. anybody in the company has. Yeah. I don't think they've ever said no. It's—it's, it's, and here's what it is, man. That Oreo was a unique idea. It was yep. perfect the way yep. it was. And now they don't have room on the shelf for other unique cookie ideas. I just want more interesting cookie ideas. Right. You don't want—you don't want whack versions of Oreo. You want cool versions of other things. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Like, I just want, I want somebody to make, like, a really perfect, like, I think Famous Amos is a perfect chocolate chip, but that's just my opinion. So, do you, <laughs> when you go chocolate chip, do you prefer a crunchy, like, a crunchy chocolate chip? Or you don't, do you, you go don't want to. chunky, wanna... do you go soft, or yeah, you go. Yeah, like, where, you're saying Famous, I'm, I'm thinking crunchy, you know what I mean? Yeah, fam- Famous is crunchy, but see, I, 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 I did my cookies in milk, so. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good move. That That's a great chocolate chip cookie to dunk in milk. Yeah, it's perfect for that. And so, if you're doing crunchy, just get some milk. Okay. Uh, you guys are vegan, right? So you do like two, two thirds, uh, one third actually. Yeah. One third. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So do so the yeah, almond, like milk. almond milk. And yeah. So like, it's perfect. But like, but yeah, if it's a soft cookie and you dip it in milk, it's just terrible. I, I don't really like soft cookies that much. Really? Yeah, what about a, what about a fresh out of, fresh out of the oven chocolate chip cookie? All right. So if we're talking fresh out of the oven, the bottom should be crispy and the rest should be soft. I'm z- okay. zero this guy. He's pissing me off. You're, you're getting mad. Yeah, I, you I, don't I, like this. I'm, a, I'm a soft guy. I like the soft cookies, but he's, the, he's <laughs> got a, a guy. he's got a good point because you don't want a soft cookie that comes out purely soft. But the problem is you're you're dancing a thin line because if you well, get that cookie dough. if you got a crispy bottom, you run the chances of burned bottom soft top, and nobody wants that. 
Nobody wants that. No, no, no. That's, that means you got to eat it instantly. All, all things perfect. Let's say you know you have the perfect chef, and they know what, and they know yeah. what they're doing. Like, of course, baker. Crisp, yeah, crispy bottom, yep. soft in the middle. Yeah, uh, like cheat cheat code that I've found apparently is if you burn something like that you baked, you get a cheese grater. Mm. Grate the bottom off. Mm. Save it doesn't. It's not perfect, but it saves it a bit. It saves it enough to make it edible. So okay. So so Oreos. Does your passion against? I guess it's Nabisco. Nabisco makes these. Yep. Yeah. Does it make it hard for you to support the original, or do you still have love for the original? Oh, I got so much love for the original. I also do want to say that when I opened up uh, Twitter last night, at, you know, whatever time, uh, you know, we had just uh, the the drink specials had just kind of started, so <laughs> I was feeling ready to dive in. Full force. You really hit it. It was really beautiful. <laughs> I, that's the kind of passion we look for in humans. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna be passionate about something, I, 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 it's fine. I, I guess the Oreos are my thing now. So that's my question for you: Is Oreo your top cookie? If not, what is your top cookie? And then you know, what are some of your other favorites? Because you mentioned Famous Amos. I know you're in for that. What else? Yeah. I mean, if you. If we're not talking like fresh baked, like if yeah. you can get a store bought, store bought, you don't bake it, mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty great. Like yeah. that's really hard to beat warm cookies, right? Absolutely. But if we're talking package, mm-hmm. I can't do. I don't do Chips Ahoy. Mm, I don't wow. like most of the Keebler stuff. Like it's fine if there's a party and there's like a, a package of that. Stuff, you might, you might nibble on one. That's your party I cookie. Grab one. Yeah. But if I'm paying my money. I'm probably getting Oreos. Okay, I'm Maybe with you. Famous, famous. Yeah, that's pro- and it's probably gonna be the original. I gotta say, I'm, I like Soft Batch, and that's a that's a Keebler product. They are okay. And they're yeah. vegan. I think. I've never had now, that. Are they? They're Some soft. Are. Yeah. Well, we have to check. We should go look. Holy that might shit. be our. We might take this on Pretty the road sure to go vegan. look. Um, I'm with you though. Most Keebler cookies. Mm. Now, what do you feel about what? Do, what do you, what do you got? What's well, here's favorite? my here's my question to the man. Is this a circumstance where we could just let people uh, choose the cookie that they like and that if they prefer huge stuff, they can go with that? Or is this so against nature that it's it's kind of like a Higgs-Boson situation where we're, we just got to be afraid that they might open up new realms of science? Like that you are, have to save people from themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think your warning, the warning of a Chipotle burrito style... Which none of us are really upset about. You know, you get the, you know, you get the, the Oreos, and it's just like a row of Oreos. Yeah. Oh, you're just. Oh, I see it. I see what you're saying. So if you just have that row, I'm telling you, this is the next step. It's just going to be like the outside of it, like a shell of Oreo, and then the middle is just crammed with as much cream as it gets. I mean, can you buy the cream? I bet you, if you went online, you could find just like a jar of it. Here's the move that I think is going to happen, and and I've seen it at a couple places, regional things. Uh, Wawa out here on the East Coast has yeah. uh, cannoli dip. You basically it's it's broken cannoli yep. shell and you dip it in the cream. That's the next move for Nabisco. Is Oof. it's just a tray of cream with like three or four yeah. cookies to yeah. dip it in. Do you remember those like uh, lunchable things that were like cheese and crackers and you got that little red plastic? Sure. Thing? Yeah. Sure. You could, like smear it. That's that's that's, gonna be that's, that's exactly what I was picturing. Yeah, that, exactly. I'm with it. I'm it's a, it is a dystopian it's future. Like, it's yeah. not, it's, here's the thing, man. It's not so much that it's like that these things are all bad, even though they're bad. Yes. They're, like anybody can do what they want. Go grab the mega stuff or whatever. Just recognize that there's like 18 to 20 
nine whatever slots on the on the thing for cookies, and it's all taken up by Oreo right now. You're right. Like, there's gotta there's gotta be other people making. Okay, that's there's right. a carrot cake he's, he's one right. I saw. Yeah, that's a compelling point. He, he, it? It's it's the um oxy, it's the, uh, the spatial de- to area deprivation denial. area denial. Yeah, yeah. It's, the sl- it's the slotting, which is yeah. like the biggest thing in grocery. Like you get that slot at eye level, like that. Oh yeah, and they've got they've got half the cookie aisle. You know, yeah, okay. They're relegating soft like, batch to the bottom shelf. I think that this is oh, a compelling slot. point. That, that maybe this is a real estate move on on uh, Oreos parts. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a real estate. I got no time for blonde Oreos. I got no time for no, blonde Oreos. What is that? False no, cookie. Who does that? It's terrible. I, and you know what? There are there are golden cookies that I'm I like Nilla wafers. I'm not buying it, but they have a place. They have a place at the table, My and they're getting squeezed those. out. They have a place. No, no, they have a place. Yeah, banana bread pudding. Yeah, there you go. Good point. Banana, Very strong. Banana pudding. What is it like? The banana pudding. Yeah, banana pudding, and you get the whipped cream and the bananas, and those are the bottom. Yeah, I mean, it's great. It's literally on the cover of the cookie. I don't think they made the cookie to eat. I think they made it to make that. Right, they That's give right. you the recipe on the cover. That's right. But, you know, for a kid, I, I could eat a vanilla wafer. All right. Um, sure. Any other cookie questions? I like, you like Newman's Own? You fuck with any of the Newman's cookies? Sometimes. Yeah, I don't I know. like them. I like, uh, they, they go in the same realm as like the Mint Milano's, the, uh, Ooh, right. the Pepperidge Farms. So they're kind of... Newman has a nice orange chocolate chip cookie, which is pretty good. Okay. Mm. I, I, I think that's being, there's the, the new wave is the Tate's. Tates are big, uh, but I don't know how far out they are. Oh, do you got Tates out that way? Nah, man. This, it's a New York State in. brand. It's get, it's big they're in the ha- Northeast. The Hamptons. Okay. They're, yeah, they're based in the Hamptons. Way out in Long Island, but they they're kind of they're a crunchy chocolate chip. So I think you might be able to enjoy it. Feels like it would be good for dipping, but I haven't dipped no. in milk yet. I want to try. Sleeve. Very. It looks like you just bought them. You know what, baker. Jeremy? When we get off, I'm gonna text you. You text me your address. We're sending you some cookies. And we're gonna follow up with you. Yeah. We're gonna follow up with you for some reviews. And you're our cookie guy. Oh, you got it, man. You got it. All right. Thank Anything you. else? All right, man. Jeremy, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. We're thank gonna finish you. recording. Hey guys, you're doing an amazing podcast. Keep up the good work. We appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you. Take yeah, care. Bye bye. You too. But that was awesome. I'd like to hang out with Jeremy. I'm never going to Akron. No. My second never. favorite guy from Akron. I love that LeBron story where he got mad that people were like, "What do you mean?" Of course, Cleveland is the best city in the world. <laughs> like yeah. side eye some dude in Miami who's like, "Oh, what do you mean Miami is only the second best city?" And he's like, "Cleveland, obviously." What a fucking! Uh, that's the most condescending fucking. Nobody believes <sighs> that in their heart. I think Drew LeBron Carey. Might. Drew Carey might. Nah, that's a front. Nobody fucking Co- believes. The, whoever wrote Cleveland rocks. That's a money play. That's I'll true. write that for fucking Mazbeth. Mazbeth rocks. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean I fucking give a fuck about Mazbeth. Yo, can, oh, we didn't tell the story about <laughs> Mazbeth because we didn't get photos or video. Yeah, nobody's gonna right. believe this. No. Pixar didn't. All matter. right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the layout while Patrick goes and shits his pants. Um, from this Oreo, we're driving. Uh, usually after we record, it was very late at night. I was giving Tom a ride back to his spot. Patrick was going to see a movie by himself in Manhattan. So a weird movie, Salo or yeah, the scary Thirty Days of very, Sodom. Yeah, yeah. Thirty Days of Snot of Sodom. Sodom. Thirty Days of Snot is a is grosser it movie. Days of it's one I of think those it fucking, is. Yeah. So we're driving. You know, Google directed us a weird way, so we're following it, and we see what looks like a dark but very large plastic bag floating. Across it was like American the- Beauty. Yes. But a dark garbage bag. Yeah, and just kind of rolling on the ground in an odd way, twisting and turning. 
So we're getting up and I'm kind of, I slow down a little bit because I don't really want to run over this giant garbage bag. 10 feet in front of us. What is it, Tom? What we thought was a raccoon orgy, (laughs) but it ended up being a raccoon street fight. Three raccoons. Fucking each other up. Going ham. Now, I thought that it looked like two of the raccoons were kind of teaming up on one of them. beat up the other guy. Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell if it was three-way or if it was like, or if just the moment we caught was where two had pinned down one and we're like, all right, we're going to get this dude out. It was an ECW three-way dance. Yeah, yeah it, it, I mean, it was pretty raw, honestly. Like, it looked like it was uh, serious business. And this was in Queens. Somebody owed somebody money. Yeah, and it was one of the most surreal <laughs> things. And we stopped, and we sat there, and this tells you the area we were in. There were no other cars, because we were also driving the wrong way down a one-way street. Mm. So. Those damn little raccoons saved our lives. Mm. Oh, that's true, yeah. Wow. So, shout out to those raccoons. Shout out to Cookies. Okay. We got any hardcore to talk about? What do we got? Let's talk. I mean, not really. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting, this is a special episode. We'll kind of highlight it. At the end of this episode, stick around. Um, the band Breakaway is doing the first live on Axe to Grind appearance. Wow. Richmond, Virginia. This is an important this thing city. because they're about to play their second to last show, uh, which is also the Alona Crowd Union in Philadelphia. By the time you're hearing this, that show's probably been sold out. This is a benefit for Howie, uh, one of the guys from Alone in a Crowd. Mm-hmm. When Jules came on our podcast, a big reason was to help promote the show, help mm-hmm. kind of spread the word. <sighs> Man, you know, it's tough. What do you say other than it's really cool to watch a community, whatever it is, subculture, community, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, come together and help someone who really needs it, you know, Um it's the opposite of what we see happen a lot in these kind of subcultures where people get in, you're in such a little corner that everyone starts pecking at each other and yep. just ripping each other up. This is one of those situations where a lot of people have come together. I, we saw it We saw it for Mike from Mindforce. There's yep. a show coming up too. So Breakaway's playing their second to last show at the Zalona Crowd Reunion in Philadelphia at the church. So support that, make your way out to it. And then... Breakaway's last show is in Richmond, Virginia, the 23rd. Uh, Ace has been a guest, good guy, friend to the show. Yep. He's been doing Breakaway for a long time. Um, I think it's eight or nine years. Yeah. Might even be 10 at that point. Might even be 10. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have like such a, like, I've been trying to change my view on this, but it doesn't come easy. I have such like a negative view of community and scenes as a thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and it's, uh, it, it, I will say Weird it flex, is, it, okay. it, <laughs> I will say that it is nice, uh, to see it go the other way. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm so distrustful, you know what I mean? I'm so like, like, uh, where's that come from? You've I, always been on that. I've always been on that. I, mm, group think. Group thing scares me straight out. Like mob mentality scares me straight. Community out. can often be seen as just an extension of that, and that's how I've always viewed it. And I, I get that that's cynical. I get that that's a, a dark take on the thing that could be really positive. Uh, but you know, obviously, the internet amplifies that because you see so much of like you know people jump on a thing, and I get scared of of mob. You know, and <sighs> super scared. I'm super scared of it. It's I hate scary. It. Scary as fuck. I hate it. So, I. Uh, but that's how I've always seen scenes, right? Because like, mm-hmm. how many times? All right, let's just let's just talk fair for a second. How many times have you seen 
this is my brother. I love this dude. You know what I mean? And then ten minutes later, they pop in the dude in the mouth. Maybe there's maybe there's, there's a girl, maybe there's a girl situation. Yeah. Maybe there's a, a deaded somebody on a bag of weed situation. Maybe maybe there's a I left the band under bad circumstances situation. And then uh, what what's up? The brothers no more. <laughs> I know a guy who took a cheese grater to his fucking tattoo. You know what I mean? So I, was that wrestling too? <laughs> no, that no. But I've known guys who've had to do that and been asked to do that. Oh, awesome. that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That shit can get serious. But so what I'm saying is, it, it's uh, real. It, it, I I like the genuine, <clears throat> legitimate, positive aspect of it, which is like this sort of stuff. And this stuff sort of stuff. Mike and, yeah. yeah, like yeah. kind of like a. Um, like maybe we don't all gotta love each other, but like come it, together, you know, come together. Right. I mean, how cool is it though? Like when your back up is against your back's against the wall, and you really need help. My yeah. back's against the wall. Your motherfuckers don't care at all. Mm. You come to hardcore. That's true. Dudes that have not necessarily been involved on a daily basis for a very long time, right? When they truly need help, hardcore is where they go to. Right. No matter how far you've gone. You can always come back for that sort of stuff, and I think that's kind of awesome. No, I love, I love I that. Too. Yeah, I just, it's you know. weird, and I, because I, I share in the weird communities. I just weird seen thing. too much. I know, you know. Yeah. Uh, so big props. We'll get to the ace stuff at the end of the episode. Before we get there, uh, we wanted to give you a little bit of raccoon, a little bit of Oreos and cookie talk, um, but we got some questions to answer. Are you guys right, ready yeah, for some please. questions? Sure. <clears throat> James asks. Oh, we already talked about this. Okay. Uh, he was asking about I Todd changed. versus Metal Sucks. Oh, yeah. That'll, that's been addressed. Yeah, we got you. Thank you, James. Hi, Bob, Tom, and Patrick. Hi. Um, man, they, a lot of people say such nice things to us. Don't stop because it does feel nice. Um, I've heard reference on a few episodes of doing a segment about Long Island Hardcore. I thought this question appropriate for the episode. Please. I hear a lot of people beef on bands like The Movie Life and Crime and Stereo outside of Long Island. Really? However, on Long Island, they sell out every show, and the shows are always epic. God, kings of the island. Yes. Which is not a small island, so good for you. Is it, is it a recording versus live issue? Is their sound too specific? What gives? Also, where do they fall in the subgenre category? I've heard everything from pop punk to melodic hardcore. Just curious everyone's thoughts on this. Thank you. Side note. Really into cheer. Great work. Uh, also, Bob, you're super awesome. And Tom, I love every musical project you've done. Wow. Thank you very much. No, he only said that about cheer, unfortunately. Mm, right. Are you serious? Yeah. He said, side note, really into cheer. But I said the nice stuff about you and me. Oh, so. you made me feel like a dick. No, it's okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I mean, it happens. He meant it in his heart. <laughs> he probably does. So. In Long Island, I mean. Oh, you know, yeah. We, we, King. we hold it down. That's true. Yeah, you did. King, kings of the... All right. So All right. Fuck, I don't want to even ask this question. <laughs> the movie life and crime and stereo. I like them both. What is the <laughs> disconnect on a national? Uh, is there beef? I don't know if there's any no beef. beef. I think they movie both. Life was fucking huge. They did very well. Crime and stereo did very well. Of course. Uh, they might not have had the. It's just the reverence that bands in Long Island own there. It's it's unique, even more so. Like. We we all come from places that are very provincial in certain ways about some of the bands from that area. None of them touch the provincialness of Long Island. Like you're from Brooklyn, people from Brooklyn like bands from Brooklyn, but it's also Brooklyn, so they recognize there's it's a lot of shit. Gr- a lot yeah. of great shit, a lot of crap shit. So yeah. it's cool. You're from Albany. That's true. People like weird scum shit from there, no doubt. Also, you recognize that some of those people are just dumb hicks. Oh. 
I mean, I got to go back there. So if I say all of them are dumb yes, hicks, it I might know. be an issue. Some, but. not them, not you is what he means. Uh, I'm from the shore. I'm from New Jersey. Jesus. Yeah, a lot there's of some provincial. There. There's some provincial. <clears throat> uh, but also, there's a lot of f- bad stuff. Stuff I don't fuck with in a heavy way. Long Island, I feel like there's almost a universal love to the stuff that comes from there. Uh, and not uh, saying that yeah. in a negative way. No. You know, like in a way that's like... They cheer on their... their they do. They cheer I, on the home team. I've, I've said it a million times about Long Island. They are also, maybe because of acts like Brand New and Taking Back Sunday, they are more supportive of things that uh, used to be kind of um, seen in a in a... In a more negative, if this mm-hmm. person is talking about 20 years ago, I hear them, right? Because things that are adjacent to the hardcore scene or may have had the roots in the hardcore scene or may have played those shows, mm-hmm. uh, other places might condemn them, whereas your hometown can go either way. Either they're all in on you or they're all in against you. Yes. And uh, Long Island has had a long history of supporting the acts. I would say even Incendiary, Incendiary oh, yeah. uh, takes this step on the last record. Long Island doesn't miss a beat. They love every mm-hmm. second of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think that that's... And a, embrace it. Yeah. And I think that's the way that Long Island has always been. Yeah. Props to Long Island seemed like they embrace the difference in sound a lot of ways. They you just know? want you to win more. Yeah. Yo, here's the thing. Like a better example of this because he used Movie Life and Crime and Stereo. Uh, don't know anything about you. that might say a little bit about where you are age-wise, that kind of thing. Silent Majority. Silent Majority on Long Island in 1998, 99, a thing. Right? Sure. Yeah, for sure. In Arizona? No. Decidedly not. Right. And it's no. just like at that time, like there were things that were so big on Long Island that you can't acknowledge. You can't even really. We explain it pretty well, but like, no, it had a scene that could support itself, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, like local shows did five, six hundred kids every night. <clears throat> like crazy. Like right. crazy. But now, you know. Why is, is it because there's a large population in Long Island? And to leave, you got to go through the biggest city. Pretty much, I mean, on this side of the <laughs> world. Yeah. There's this place, Deja One, that like, you know, a, a normal show. Like we, you know, there'd be six, seven hundred people there. Yeah. For like, I mean, it was Wild. a bigger show, but there was a lot of fucking people for like all local bands. Like we, it was like a show with like us and Cipher and like Tension. Yeah. And shut down. Right. Six, seven hundred people. I showed up. They're like, yeah, sold out. They're not letting any more people in. Fuck, that's inconceivable. That's such a cool time. And it's... Yeah, like us playing... It's like, yeah. it was our show. It was like, what So the fuck? maybe this is a code for, for bands and promoters and fans alike. Bands, set up lit shows locally and do that. Build that up. Promoters, make that work. Figure out how to get more people to a local show when you do it. Is that a $10 ticket? Is it a $5 ticket? Is it just making it cool as fuck and promoting it hard, figuring out how to get it out there. People who are just going, yo, support the bands from your area in a way, even even though sometimes it's hard to go out to a local show. Fuck, I know it, you know? But go. If going to a show is almost always more fun than not when you actually do it. I mean, and I talk, say this yeah. is a person who skips a lot of shows. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a place that like literally on a seven-inch release show, there was... Between 2,000 and 2,300 people at a show. At a show. Mm -hmm. Like, that is legitimately, if you went back in history, probably one of the biggest hardcore shows ever. Mm. 
Certainly for that style of a thing, you know what I mean? I mean, like, for like an actual, just a show, not a fest, not... And anything any after other 1985, course? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, of course, like the fucking... Like, Golden Boy shit, right, yeah, yeah. Right. But, but like, yeah. But like an actual, like, straight up fucking, like, mm. local hardcore show? I mean, that's massive. That's it's massive. unbelievable, yeah. yeah. It's like... That, that, I, I, like, the, the only shows that are, like, that size now for a single band are, like... When bands do like when the bouncing souls do their thing, or every time I die does their thing right. locally, where it's like, oh no, those are established giant bands who like are national acts. This is when VOD had a demo, and this and the, those things were like, you know, hey, we're doing this every year. It's like a huh? festival. It's an yeah, event. It's a festival. Same thing with the souls. Same thing with every time I die. This yep. was like, oh shit, our record, our seven inch is coming out in two weeks. We're gonna do the show, mm. and two thousand people show up. Insane. How do we qualify movie life genre wise? Pop punk? Yeah, why not? Pop punk early to the... Uh, maybe if you Ooh, want to be... Movie life? Movie life. I mean, they were a Some hardcore. Some post-hardcore, hardcore pop punk. I mean, they were on Rev. I mean, I feel like they were the one of the early adopters of pop punk p- played by hardcore kids with some mosh parts. Yeah. And Crime and Stereo? That yeah. made it sound terrible, but yeah. Crime and Stereo, melodic hardcore dwelling towards uh, mature pop punk. I mean, they started as like like kind of more Gorilla Biscuits e, mm-hmm. and then they ended up more like brand newy. Yeah, like post pop punky yeah. kind of like matured yeah. sound. Okay, cool. Thanks for the question. We love Long Island, though it would take a lot to have me move to Long Island, even though it's, it's shore Jace, Yeah, someone find me an apartment in Long Beach. I might do it on the coast. Yeah. Okay. You know what? On the but coast, the, I'm in. I tell you, Amelia went uh, uh, real, real estate shopping yesterday. No, good. Wow. With what money? So, okay, everybody, don't get the wrong impression here. Uh, my gr- man. My girlfriend is smart with money. I've never seen any of it. That's how smart she is. She's smart. The smartest, I know. Uh, I know this so, world. So uh, her money manager hits her and says... She's got a money manager? Whatever the fuck they call it. This is what things. happens when you have a partner who has money and you don't. Hey, Bob, how much money does your partner have? <laughs> More than me. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they said, hey... Um, your investments, because that's Amelia doesn't have money. She's just got investments, right? So she, yeah, exactly. You I and know, I both look at I each know, other like I don't I even know. know what that fucking. I got a four hundred one k. I can't touch. And so, mm-hmm. so they say, hey, this did way better than anticipated. You should consider property. So good. She smart. Yeah, I don't know. She's just she's insane. She's looking at places in New York, and it makes me crazy. I don't want to live here. Let me. I, I, I gr- so check it out. Have you ever gotten TMJ? Yeah, I didn't, and I got it. Because I would keep popping your shit. No. Yo, remember you popped your shit and we were like, don't do that. Yeah. No, no, I always pop my shit, but like, but I Yeah, w- but you're getting old. No, your bones no, no. can't take that. I think what happened was. If I, you're making that face, it's going to stay that way. I think I was so stressed at the idea of living in New York that I woke up having like grit my teeth all night. You know what I mean? Because I'm just fucking. This place scares me, man. It's fucking terrible out when there. When did you turn into such a wimp? Oh. I, no. Did I tell you I got on the train the other day and there was a fight directly next to me and I said, I'm out on this bullshit. Get me the fuck out of here. You didn't jump in and make get it like, three-way dance the, like the raccoons? Respect to the, respect to the dude who got stepped to, who just sized, on who, sight. You know, he sized the other dude up. Uh, was it a pre-existing beef? What could you get from no, it? it two dudes, like, yo, my man, you're standing in the doorway while I'm trying to get on? That sort of shit. Mm-hmm. That sort of shit. Wow. Uh, and... It, getting tense in New York, man. Oh, it my really God. I, I got to say that the... Thanks for the government shutdown. Yeah, guys. maybe the government shutdown has people uh, you know waiting why? on paychecks and getting mad. And food stamps are running out. Oh, fuck. Is that real? Yeah. Yes. We got like... Do you know... Weeks. I have I have a... So this is after this, but I, I have some weird mutuals into the FDA, and uh, 
they said this is the part that where things start to change and they know the insight is oh there's five days of budget left for the committee that approves big pharmaceutical products mm. said that is the time when we expect for something to change to work out because when the guys at Bristol Myers Squibb and GSK or gets, whoever gets dick bag on the are phone. like, oh, we can't wait. What do you mean, my my product that I have my patents not going through? Yeah, seven hundred million invested into isn't going through. Mm. Okay, get me uh, get me into these five people, please now. Yeah, so I can make the government go back to work. So my understanding is the Democrats. And are- I said the part that makes me crazy is by that time the people who are on food stamps who are really getting fucked. They'll be like 20 days deep. My understanding is the Democrats are secret loving this. Is that right? <sighs> I think so. Because Cause it's putting it on blast. and It's, it's fucking... They're making 2020. Yeah, like yeah. they're secret like, yeah, keep it up, Trump. You know what I mean? Keep it up. This is all coming... All the blowback's on you. Yeah. And he's not a guy that likes to be holding the fucking potato at the mm-hmm. end of that game. You know what I mean? Like he's like... He, he wants so to pass... it a potato? Yeah, well, you're a hot potato. Oh, he wants to pass it along as quick as possible. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And like the fact that he hasn't, you know, this is a. He weird... tried, even though he, his big mistake was saying, "I'll put this shutdown on me." Then immediately tried to call it <laughs> Chuck's shutdown or whatever. He's true. it's rough, man. It's a rough time. Dumb motherfucker. Anyway, all right. Uh, I hope everybody, by the time that you hear this, <laughs> that, that this is all back, in the yeah. past, way in the past. And we're either fucking not building a wall, and uh, or the president's not in office so yeah we'll figure this shit out i hope that he expires by natural causes yeah peacefully it's yeah. fine yeah i don't want to be peaceful well whatever what's it what's as a, long what's, as he's gone what's a violent national nat- natural cause his heart explodes oh out of his you chest. want some joffrey style shit here i mean i take him like dying and like straining to take a shit like elvis done I'll okay take we're in yeah, we're all in. maybe have an aneurysm you know i don't wish death on anybody but this motherfucker's just so fucking obstinate that it's like what do you, what yeah. what can you do Poop hound. Uh, Gray asks us, mm. hey dudes, All right. hope this finds you well. Sorry, okay. as always, for my total lack of brevity. So, okay. All right, I'm not go. doing so well after those two fucking go, go in, Gray. Been thinking a lot about how my relationship with the idea of community, oh, as it pertains to hardcore, don't get me started, Gray, has shifted over the years. Age has made the idea of a scene feel fairly irrelevant and farcical to me. Camaraderie. You misspelled camaraderie. Became becomes an amorphous concept one. as one watches people come and go over the years. That said, I'm not at all naysaying its importance for young people. I think that experience is a powerful and crucial one. Sure. I guess I'm curious if my alienation from the idea of community is bolstered by the fact that I've spent almost a decade now as someone who is seen predominantly as a semi-public figure and content creator as opposed to just a participant. I'm just as much as much a fan as I've ever been, but the dynamic of my interactions has shifted. Even though I know and regularly interact with members of the hardcore community worldwide, and I am therefore part of the larger scene, I nonetheless feel totally divorced from the social aspects of it. Is this symptomatic of my role in it, or do you find this to be pretty natural a pretty natural side effect of aging and giving far less of a shit about impressing other humans? My feeling is that it's mostly the latter, and my experience with it is just sharpened due to my personal position. Love to t- hear your take on this. Um, since you're always PS, since you're always encouraging folks to plug their projects, I've included a link to the tape I just dropped with the black metal band I sing for, Antlers as Roots. Falls more into the atmospheric camp, so some of y'all might enjoy it. Enjoy it. 
Cool. Thanks, Gray. So uh, his question. Curious if my alienation from the idea of community is bolstered by age or being a semi-public figure? Blah, 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 blah. As a semi-public figure, I can tell you it sucks a dick. Mm-hmm. It is... Uh, to enjoy it, you got to be a pure narcissist. I don't think there's any... Pure. I don't think there's any healthy-minded person who loves the scene relationship with uh, past a certain age. I'll say past like, um, you, what would you say? You could make it to 22 and still kind of bask in people's uh, attention Admiration. and affection and all that shit. 22, uh, 26, you might be able to if you're, if you're seeing um, attention from people you want the attention from. Mm-hmm. Uh, if by 28 you're not burned on it, there's something broken in your brain. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have like, I have so many thoughts on this because, uh, personal experience. Yeah. I just, uh, I hate being a public figure, but everything I do is aimed towards that life. You found, and you found the, this, some of the things you want to do that perhaps wouldn't involve, that perhaps you could envision not involving that involve that in a serious way to which that you need to commit to that bit. Yeah, for sure. It's a shit or get off the pot sort of uh, relationship with, I'm going to use the word notability because it's not celebrity obviously, but notability. And uh, I, look, I love the podcast. I love playing music. I love uh, all the- Writing comics. All the art shit that I do, all the fucking creative things I do steer me towards the direction of having to, you know, I can't wear a mask to do it, right? Sure. And uh, damn, why have we done pictures with masks? Be an interesting on turn. God damn it! Uh, but it is. Uh, in, look, if you're not like a John Tesh or uh, John Tesh. Mario Lopez uh, sort of guy who can kind of just do the uh, entertainment tonight, smile and say whatever the thing you're supposed to say is, or what you know, whatever. Uh, yo, it's it's stressful out here. Like people. You know, the the people got a lot of things to say and they don't got a lot of money to give you. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I feel him, but I think that the the only thing that, I think him thinking this deeply on it is a result of his specific circumstance. But most people find themselves at a place where they're just like, you know, look, I got two kids. I'm fucking, uh, I, I'm working uh, 50 hours a week. And, uh, you know, the idea of community is a little quaint. That's just reality for most people. Uh, the Agnostic Front song United Blood, which was released in 1983, talk about community. You talk about you talk about unity. You talk about support conformity. the singing. Yeah, conformity. Why don't you get the fuck away from me? Uh, it's the same thing we talk about with a lot of the hardcore. The best parts are also the parts that we find a lot of hypocrisy in. Whether it's you know f- uh, fixation on form. Uh, fixation on community. Community is, can be a great thing, but especially if you find yourself as someone who many, not all, but many who've gotten into hardcore as someone who feels apart from the larger world in whatever way, you're definitely going to have a hard time with it sometimes. And I think as you get older, there's certainly a sense of like, I just don't got time for that. Especially as been noted, like, if you're notable in hardcore, that doesn't put cold pasta on your plate. It doesn't do shit for you. No. You know? So, 
if you see no benefit from it, you only can see downside. Yeah. And that's not great. So I, I don't know. I don't. I think it's natural. I think there are, as we talked about just moments ago, the idea that there are beautiful things that come from community, and especially a one that's kind of eclectic and weird and in a lot of ways focused on the individual. You know, Tom, give us some community takes. You're more positive on this. Yeah, yeah. you're better. You're, you're, you, yeah. You're only being part of it. I don't know. <laughs> right. Have you felt? Do you I zoned out because it was like <laughs> we got heavy. We got but, heavy. Um, as far as what? Do you think being a notable person in hardcore, as, as somebody who sang in a couple bands, sure, did that change your perception on the ideas of community in hardcore? And then throw in another variable: has age changed your views on community as a part of hardcore? Um, hey, I mean, nowadays, I don't know if there is any community. Mm. Hot take, but one I hear pretty often. I mean, you go to shows, but it's not like, is there a lot of community? I don't know. Like, I, think- I feel like you when you hear like the OGs like talk about community, it was like, yo, we're a bunch of fucking weirdos that like we have to stick together. Us against the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't get that anymore. The college quarterback, you know, like the high school quarterback can either go on to become a fucking football player or come, you know, start coming to hardcore shows. It's not for the freaks anymore. Mm-hmm. So that community isn't as kind of the way I see it. I mean, uh-huh. No, no, no. That's um, being in a band has changed. My, um, I mean, when you when you're in any kind of it's hard to, to kind of um, like when you're in a band and people like your band or whatever. Yeah. You get like a different experience of hardcore. Than sure, you it's just so much different. Like it's like it feel you know like you almost become like you know like you're you're. I mean, when you're like the band for a time, whatever. Yeah. If it's fucking six months or forever, uh-huh. you're the prettiest girl at the show at the dance. Right, you know sure. I mean? Everybody, sure. everybody needs you for something. Yeah, everybody's nice. Everybody, you know, oh, and, yeah, and, and yeah. the hardcore scene. It's like you said, it doesn't fucking do anything. But like when you are the fucking shit, right? Oh yeah, you're moment, the you're the everyone's your bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So you kind of have to like parse through like all the people that friend are, to all, friend to all, yeah, my friend, friend at all. Them. Yeah. So another question. This is a good one. I do think there's elements of community in hardcore that don't get acknowledged very often. And it can be very small. It could just be friendships or kinships yeah. you, you build with people. I think that something that's a, a bonus, I was talking to a friend about it who was in a band for a long time and left and is doing a new thing. Uh-huh. The idea of the community and friendship you build in your band as that, being a that valuable can, that thing. Can, that can be a real us against the world Right, sort of space, and it kind of it puts you in the foxhole sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and it can be a really positive thing. People, four people, whatever it is. Yeah, and I think I mean like if I mean at least my personal experience, my whole life I've done a ton of shit. Like, yeah, most of my friends are still punk and hardcore kids. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Even as old as I am, and like as relatively successful I've been in like yeah adult larger life. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not trying to hang with some fucking civilians. Like no, you, you choose to come record here even when they go do like uh, the happy hours. So you, you've, you yeah, go, uh, you, you're like, I have to stop over here. Then we can go record. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's, you know. So that's cool. Uh, community is what you make it. I, yeah, it I feel them on all that though. Yeah. No, I don't. I The only piece that I put is that 
the age component that comes in, and this is for all of us, it makes it different. I don't know how a 17-year-old feels right now. They might feel different. And it's hard to, you can't put that blanket. Like, there's little pockets, I think, about the Hudson Valley and what they've done. And that's a wide-ranging age group and all that. But, like, they had a real moment. I think that you look at, Richmond is an interesting place that has like 18 different little communities of people for sure that always feel like they're building something and you know there's different places and groups that do it so sometimes you find community and sometimes community finds you you know so it's gonna find you alright I think that's good yeah, you want to. I think we should. You want to let it this transition into a. We're going to use this into. Set? Yeah, is let's let's move this. Welcome to the Ed Sullivan Theater. Oh, very We're good. We're gonna. Yeah. So for those Ace who are, and the Breakaways. For those unfamiliar, uh, live hardcore sets. A cool, kind of a thing. Kind of a thing. WNYU Crucial Chaos. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll work with NYU on this. We'll figure it out. But uh, we're doing it ourselves too. Rachel, if you're listening, you're an NYU. Alumnus, yeah. you ran Crucial Chaos for years. Yeah, get us in there. I have an employee card, and I'm still got to figure it out. <laughs> um, so we got uh, we got Breakaway up. We're gonna do this with a number of bands we have committed, and some even more. If you're interested in this, feel free to hit us up. Uh, you know, don't feel bad if we say, "Hey, we're good. We're booked out." We already have around eight to. 10 hard commits so we're figuring this out but we thought this is a cool way to expose you guys breakaway straight edge hardcore band from richmond virginia and guess what they're playing an exclusive song on this episode that That's won't be anywhere it won't be anywhere else so Ooh. check it out check guys. out this check out them at alone in the crowd check out their last show in richmond february 23rd all right big up to them and uh, big up to our listeners uh, everybody stay healthy welcome to live on x to grind my name's bob who am I talking to? This is Ace from Breakaway. And we have Breakaway live in the studio here. Want to say a big, big, big thank you to Sean Kenny and Pat and everyone here at Tracks East in South River, New Jersey, who are giving us some studio time, letting us come in, do the damn thing. Hit them up. You'll see all their info on our socials to come do real recordings here. This is a live in the studio session. The reason we're doing this kind of an homage to live on WNYU, Crucial Chaos, live radio sets. Cool last thing that happened in hardcore. Still does, but like this is just a cool, raw way to get music out. Hopefully you guys like it. Ace, before we get started. Yes, sir. Breakaway's breaking up like two weeks from now. What's uh, up? Yes. Um, well, uh, you know, since the we announced this, uh, gotten asked this question a bunch of times. Um, give and, me a different answer than uh, every other I'll, time. Okay, I'll give you a different answer than ugh, damn than every other time. I feel like I've answered this like seven different ways. Um, okay, uh, a different answer would be. Um, Y'all hate each other. No, that's actually Everyone the opposite. Everyone broke edge at the same time. No, it's we're all straight edge, and we'll always each of us will always be straight edge. Uh, and uh, we Damn, all like we that. all love each other. And uh, I, I would do a new band with these guys tomorrow. I I think um, you know I I, I speak for um, you know like like the band, but uh, one thing is that you know it's not like we're like old men by any assumption or anything like that. Mm. Um, but you know like hardcore like you know like i feel like the energy is for younger people we've been a band for a very long time uh like you know for us like eight years eight about nine years and uh like you know started in 2010 and i think one thing is that like one thing that some bands do now is they exist uh 
and just kind of like, you know, sort of fizzle out. They fade away. Their energy that was once there is like, you know, no longer there or anything. Uh, and like, I, I feel like, like the community feels that as well. Yep. Um, a simple answer to it is that, you know, it's like we accomplished everything way more than what we started out thinking that we would ever be able to do. We accomplished, you know, everything that I feel like this vessel can accomplish. Great. And, um, in a very positive way, like, you know, got to tour Europe multiple times, put out two full length records, um, you know, got to like tour with and play with like heroes of mine. And I know heroes of um, everybody else in the band and just like way more than, you know, we ever expected. And, uh, you know, it's I think, you know, when like a, a band stays together and gets tapped to play like certain stuff as opposed to like a rising star type band or like an up and comer, you know, that that's a disservice to younger You feel bands. like you're depriving a, a younger band from that spot. Yeah, you're t- you're taking a spot from somebody that could be, you know, like moving up and like getting energy from the community and energy that can create something, you know, like more for themselves right. um, as opposed to just throwing that spot to somebody you know is going to like draw, you know, some people. I mean, there, there's so many things about it, but I, I think... Uh, this this band for me has been one of the if not the greatest thing i've ever been involved in in my life and i feel like it would be a disservice to let it just you know kind of continue on and fizzle out and you know like just kind of be like almost like an obligation as opposed to a passion and i think uh showing this some respect and having you know a proper retirement is uh you know what should be done for something of this nature i fucking love it all right so last question here just two quick ones okay the dudes in the band wanted me to ask you about what happened in London. Why did you have to run across town? Okay. Um, okay, so uh, we were on tour with DTN in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, had been talking to a girl uh, over there who had uh, was staying in London that evening. <laughs> um, we played in Underworld. Uh, and Kudos. I, you know, it, was, it was awesome. It was a great show. Um Afterwards, I I, yeah, they're having a really good time at my expense, as most people do. Uh, We uh, I go to hang with this girl after the show, the show, the show, stay at her spot. Wonderful, very kind, very cool, very kind of her. You know, very cool to to get. It's a nice Airbnb. Very cool. So, so you leave the rest of the dudes on their own. The next morning, next morning, wake up, um, and. like they're in a different part of town. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'll, I'll take the, I'll take you know, like the tube, as they say, <laughs> over there. Yeah. I'll take the fucking tube, you know, to like South London, and uh-huh. uh, so I go to use it, and my debit card won't work, and I don't have cell service because we're in another country, and uh, only unless I'm like I have like Wi-Fi somewhere. So I'm like trying to like figure stuff out. I have no, I have no cash. I have no pounds on me, or, or like zero, or whatever they. No pounds. Yeah, no pounds. Uh, so I'm like, in my head, I'm like panicking and I'm sure I could have, like, if I had like calmed down and been like, Oh, I could probably get a cab and have somebody pay for when it you get there, when right, I get there. Right right. 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 I didn't think about that. I was like, Oh, I just need to get there right now. So I, uh, I have like my bag with me and everything. I start just running. I like, and I would, I would periodically like stop at like coffee places that have like Wi-Fi and like look up like how far Where away I was. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, if I keep running down this street, I'll eventually uh, get there and, uh, and everything. So I ran, 
I don't know how many miles. Uh, I guess over there would be kilometers, but you know. Don't <laughs> like, know how many of those went, either. When in Rome. Um, but uh, London. Ran, you were in London. Yeah. Okay, when in London, yes. Uh, when I ran, I so I ran to South London, got there. They were about to leave, actually. Um, funny thing. So you're telling me there's that breakaway <laughs> could have broken up in 2016. Well, I think what they were going to do is I remember somebody being like, oh, like uh, some somebody from the show the night before flew to our show in Manchester the next day for like $9. So I probably could have done that <laughs> if I really wow. needed to. But uh, yeah, you know, but I got in the van. It was a very silent car ride. Uh, what words were spoken were words of disdain for yours truly. And uh, but you know what? Uh, this that's an experience, and we, you know, we 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 all had a good time, and the Manchester show was great, and we came home, and it was it was all good, it was fine. Such is life. So thank you guys for joining us. This is Breakaway. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Bowie, Dylan, Marley. You've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.
Yo, I want to send a big shout out to uh, Bob, Tom, Patrick for uh, having us on today. I uh, think this is like an awesome idea. Um, you know, I've like since Axe Grind's inception, I've uh, honestly been like really happy because I, you know, I fucking love hardcore and could like listen to anybody talk about it all day. And they keep coming up with you know like different cool ideas to kind of engage with the community away from you know just like a show or just like you know talking about a record with a friend or something i feel like you know i each week i get something cool to you know listen to and like spark my own ideas and provide insight that you know wouldn't normally be the inside of my immediate friend group so you know breakaway collectively tips our hats to y'all um it's uh you know this next song is one we were not going to release but um, we decided that we were going to, you know, debut it here and, and encapsulate it. Um, you know, for one that, you know, we, we may play live, we may not in our last couple shows, uh, you know, being in Philadelphia and, and Richmond. Um, this might be my favorite breakaway song and uh, means a lot to me. This song is called Radical Reconstruction. Thank you. 
um, you know, it's like, you know, it's wrapping up something that we've been doing for a while is, uh, yeah, you know, in, in ways, you know, freeing in ways, you know, difficult because something becomes such a, a strong part of your life. Um, these other four guys are my best friends in the world. And, uh, I, you know, solidified those friendships through, you know, being in this band with them. And, uh, it's given me, um, the opportunity to meet people all over the world that have in turn become, you know, close or best friends of mine as well. And, uh, you know, honestly, that's, I think that's the magic of hardcore is, you know, finding somebody across, you know, on the other side of the planet that holds the same sentiment as you. And I mean, there might even be a language barrier, but you know, there's something that each of you, you know, can agree upon to some extent. And I think that's really cool. Um, if we leave any kind of mark behind on, you know, what we've done, uh, you know, since our inception in 2010, it's, uh, you know, we were about two things. <laughs> we're a straight edge band. We started as a straight edge band. And we're going to end as a straight edge band. And we think that straight edge as a lifestyle is important uh, for the community and something to consider. And also that we were proud to be from the great city of Richmond, Virginia. And uh, all the hardcore history that comes along with being from there. This next song goes out to everybody that helped us get to where we were and has shared this experience with us and, uh, you know, considers themselves Breakaway Crew. The song is called Hellblock.
for tuning in to Exagrind. We appreciate your time and uh, have a great evening. This is Breakaway, Richmond Straight Edge.